You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good evening. My name is Casey Esmond. I have the privilege, the honor to present Midweek's lesson tonight. Thank you all for tuning into our Midweek service. I hope that you've been having a great week so far and and it's the middle of the week and we have an opportunity to hear God's word and I pray that God's word speaks to you this evening and that you you just enjoy hearing the message of God and and I pray that there's something in this in this message that sticks out to you that encourages you and encourage your faith. And as always, I like to start off with a question and here you go. My first question is when you think of something big something large, something massive, what comes to mind? And when I think of something, you know, big and large, I think of mountains, I think of of buildings. In fact, Dubai has one of the the tallest buildings in the world. I believe it's probably the tallest one. I I don't have the name here, but it's pretty tall. It goes about 828 meters tall and has 163 uh, floors. That's that's pretty big. 828 meters and 63 floors. That's massive. That's t- Imagine standing there and just looking up at it and, and how big and how massive that is. How about a tall person here? I have the, a picture here of Robert Wallow. And he stands at 8 feet and 11 inches tall. Now, that's pretty tall. Imagine standing to well, me standing to, next to someone that tall. I had literally be hurting my neck talking to that person. My next question, when you think of something small, tiny, and not so massive, what comes to mind? And for me, I think about, you know, insects, pennies, that's pretty small, uh, seeds, very small. You know, one of my uh, favorite sports to watch is basketball. And for me, when I see someone tall, the first thing I think, I was like, he got to be playing basketball. But that's just how I think, right? There's a lot of tall people who don't play basketball. In fact, some play uh, volleyball, some play tennis, uh, football, any other sport. When I see a very tall person, I go, hmm, I bet he plays basketball. It's like when I'm at the basketball court, and sometimes I'm like, well, I hope there's no tall guys come on the court because I know I may be the last to get picked if some tall guys come on the court. And like I mentioned, I love watching the NBA. And here's a picture of some of you may know him, Muggsy. And he's one of the shortest NBA players of all time. And in 2001, he was introduced into the Wake Wake Forest Sports Hall of Fame. And as of 2021, he remains in Wake Forest as an all-time leader in both steals and assists. And he played for the USA national team in 1986 and won the world championship with this team, obviously, and won a gold medal. Imagine that. My mindset is someone tall. Look, he's standing next to Michael Jordan, and Michael he's next to Michael Jordan's elbow. And imagine the accomplishment and the impact he might he have made to many people who kind of feel that they're short and not going to make it. But this guy, he was in the NBA, and he'd done great things. How about this brother right here? I know a lot of you know him by Spud Webb. And in February 8th, 1986, Spud Webb stand at five 
feet and seven inches tall. One of the shortest players in the NBA history as well as a professional basketball player. He won, guess what? The NBA dunk contest. And guess who he was going up against? One of his teammates that played with them on the Atlantic Hawks goes by the name of Dominique Wilkins. And he's about 6'8". So imagine Spud Webb, 5'7", and Dominique Wilkins at 6'8". And they're going at it at a uh, dunking contest. And I would think, wow, you got to be kind of tall to win those things, right? You got to be able to to do to jump high, and and you have a little bit of advantage because you're closer to the rim. But no, Spud Webb won the champ the dunk championship, and and made a difference. And I'm sure he impacted many many pe- young kids out there, and and probably thinking they're not tall to make it anywhere. And this guy, he comes in the NBA at five seven, does great things, and wins the dunk contest. And you might be asking, well, Casey, where are you going with this? The title of my lesson is called God Works in the Little Things. And this evening, I want to share about how God can take something small and make it grow big for his glory and how it is encouraging and for us to understand that what may seem small in life, in our lives, God can grow it into something big. And the goal is not to be stuck, right? But to grow and to understand God's plans for you is bigger than you think. And we're going to look at two parables here of Jesus in Mark 4, in Mark chapter 4, verse 30 to 32, and Matthew chapter 7, verse 20. So at this time, we'll pray and we'll get into it. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much, Father for an opportunity to hear your message. God, I pray you speak powerfully through me, and I pray whatever distractions we may have around us, God, that we just zoom in, we just focus on you and your message, and understand the importance of having faith and believing that no matter what small things in our lives that are happening, you can use that and make it big for your glory. Thank you so much for this time. Please be with me. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. And as I mentioned, we'll be looking at these two parables. And and you already know, Jesus taught a parable here called the parable of the mustard seed. And as we go through this lesson tonight, think of this saying right here. I don't know if you can read that properly, but I read it. I said, small things can become significant things in the hands of God. So we're going to go ahead and begin reading in Mark chapter 4, verse 30. And he reads, again, he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed on earth. You know, Jesus, he describes his kingdom as a what? As a mustard seed. And surely, right, we would think that he would use something big and majestic to to, to describe the kingdom. But no, he used a mustard seed, something, and if you know what a mustard seed, you know a mustard seed is small, it's, it's tiny, as a matter of fact, let me, uh, let me put it in perspective for you, it takes about 750 of them just to make up a single gram, there's about 28 grams in the ounce, and there are about 15,000 to 21,000 mustard seed in an ounce, wow, that's, <laughs> that's pretty small, and Jesus is comparing the kingdom 
of God to a mustard seed. And imagine what the disciples and, and the people who were hearing this message was thinking when Jesus described the kingdom of God as something so small as a mustard seed. And with all that was happening in that time, I'm sure these people were expecting the kingdom of God to just come be this this big thing and to wipe every problem they have away and, and, and noticeable and and this unstoppable moving force. And I believe that the kingdom of God is that, but Jesus is helping them or giving them this perspective. And back then, they would, when they would think of something small, or they would describe something very small, you know, they would say small as a mustard seed. So when Jesus described the kingdom of God small as a mustard seed, they knew what he was talking about. But I'm sure they were like, come again? Where are you going with this? And in Israel, the mustard seed is, is very unique. It is known for the capacity to grow large, from something small to grow very large. And Jesus uses that example with his disciples. So they knew what he was talking about, but I believe that they were probably confused and wondering, what does Jesus mean by that? And I believe that's why Jesus used this saying, this mustard seed, to explain to them that the kingdom of God is something that starts off small, but it expands, it grows, it, it has a great, great impact. So, and that's how God works. So this mustard seed, right, can seem so small. You, we, we probably won't even see it on the floor. If we are walking and there's a mustard seed on the floor, I'm pretty sure we'll walk over it. But if we're walking and we see this big, large, large rock or, or, or whatever, we'll notice that, right? But we won't notice this mustard seed. And here's some views that I have. I have two views here I want us to look at. You know, uh, our view, right? And that's, it can be tiny. Like I said, we can miss it. You know, it can feel unimportant. Powerless, has no power, power to it. It's not visible. We <clears throat> will step over it. We won't even notice it. But then there's God's view. It's transformative it impacts everything like i said the the massive growth it grows and it it just takes over everything it starts small and then it takes over everything also it's a blessing right it, it improves life it provides uh shade it provides shelter many different things i mean the bible describes as how the birds come and make their nest there and for lots of us we need uh trees for shade as well and god uses Something that seems small and make it big. And we see this over and over throughout the Bible. Like, for example, you know the story about when Jesus fed a thousand people with five loaves of bread and uh, and two fish. We know that story, right? So imagine that. Five loaves of bread and two fish for thousands of people. And in my eyes, I'm like, well, you know, I don't even know if that's enough for about 15 or 20 people and Jesus used that to feed 5,000 people you know we have a agape feast coming up on May 15th when we're appointing our elders which will be amazing and I, I'm excited about that I can't wait to 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 see that and after that we have our agape feast and imagine after an hour or an hour and a half service and we're all fellowshipping and heading outside right to to get ready to 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 eat Right. Well, after the service, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to grub. I'm ready to have some fellowship and to eat with my family and friends. Because I, I get, I, you know, I, we've been 
in the morning till afternoon, we're hungry. We're ready to have lunch. And this is probably about, let's say, about two or three hundred of us heading out outside to go eat, eat some food, right? And, and when we get out there, this is what we see. Two fish and five. Well, there's four loaves of bread there, but just, you know, let's pretend there's five there, right? And that's all we see on the on the table. What would be your reaction? You know, would, would you be, well, is anyone down to go get some In-N-Out or, or go somewhere? I don't, I don't know why I say In-N-Out. I've been craving In-N-Out for a while, which I'm probably going to have that for lunch today. But that's beside the point. But what would be your your reaction, right? What would be your reaction when you come out there and you see that two fish sitting there looking all good? Look how that fish looks. Looks well cooked. Nice baked bread. And, and, and you're looking behind you. You see all these hungry disciples behind you. What would you think? I would just blame Reese. You know, I'll say, Reese, bro, where is the rest of the food? No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't blame Reese. But Jesus took that. And fed 5,000 people. And the Bible says they all ate and was what? Satisfied. What does that tell us? That it's the little things that God uses to make the biggest difference. So what's the main point here? Something very small becoming something very large. And something that doesn't seem significant becomes becoming something that has great significance. And for us, and for me, that means a lot. And I say that because at times I feel that, you know, I'm not, sometimes I feel, well, hey, you know, I'm not the best speaker or, or I'm not the most talented person. And I, I I have all these doubts and, oh, look at little, you know, I don't have much to give and, and you know, I don't have all these different gifts or, what, or whatever. And I could put myself down, you know, and I can have lack of motivation, lack of confidence in myself. And at times that that pulls me back, and I don't even want to give or want want to even um, work hard at it because I feel like, well, I can't, I can't do it. You know, I I have nothing to give. I, my 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 gift is too small. You know, or what I want to do is just too small, and I tend to want to just give up. And also, not to mention, I think about my past life and the hurt that I've caused people, the wrong that I've done. You know, before I became a disciple, even as a disciple. And I think about all these things and, and ask myself, how can God use me? Someone who's done all these different things. And, and I view myself as that. But then God reminds me, the scriptures reminds me that God has called me out of darkness into his wonderful light. And at times, you know, I think about uh, when I was studying the Bible, right? And, and, and to me, it wasn't really a big deal. You know, I'm just sitting there. It seems something small. There was two brothers in the living room, and, and they're reading some scriptures. I'm like, hey, man, you know, I'll learn about the Bible and see where this goes. I mean, I even told some of my friends I'm studying the Bible, and they're like, oh, okay, tell me something else. You know, you know, it doesn't really seem that a great big of a deal at the time. But not I didn't know this, that I would last 12 years in God's kingdom. And I'm praying for more years you know, I didn't know that God would use me to do great things. I believe that God is using me to do great things and, and going to continually use me to do greater things as I have faith in him and as I have faith in myself. And I think, look at my, think about Casey 12 years ago, right, 2010. It's so much different from Casey in 2022. And God is, I've grown so much and I feel like God has blessed me with, a, with amazing friends and mentors and, 
and brothers and sisters in my life, amazing wife and two amazing daughters, and and allow me to do what I love to do full time, you know, be in the ministry and help serve this church, you know, it's, it's definitely one of my dreams come true. And God chose me for that, and I am grateful. So God can use you despite of your flaws or despite of your your shortcomings and sin. And I want to share two examples here, and there's many other examples, but I want to talk about David and Gideon. And you look at David, right? He was the youngest, the youngest son in a family of eight boys. He was ignored and given a job that no one else in the family wanted to take care of the sheep. But what did God do? God used him and made him made him into, I would say, a giant killing king out of his life. And what was his choice of weapons, right? It wasn't this great sword. It wasn't this, this amazing arrow. It was a slingshot with, 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 with some rocks. What about Gideon? He was from the smallest family in the smallest tribe in the nation of Israel. And God took Gideon and used him as a great military leader. And now... Let's look, take a look at ourselves, right? God has decided it. If you, if you made Jesus Lord of your life and studied the Bible, got baptized, God has called you to be a part of something big. It might have started small, but God is calling you to be a part of something big and something that is continually growing, and that's the kingdom. And he chose you. He's called you. There's many great things you can do no matter how small it can be. You can be used to blessing many people in God's kingdom. So here's a thought to consider. Don't focus on the size of you. Focus on the size of the God who can use you. And Zechariah 4.10 says, this is in the NLT, it says, do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begins. So although we may hear this word small and we can think nothing of it, because why? We may, we want bigger. We want bigger things. But there's nothing wrong with starting small. And watch how God can make it work. And my question to you is, what are some small changes you can you can make? What are some small small changes in your walk that you need to make in your in your spiritual life and in your in your physical life? What are some small changes you can make? One of the things that I I started doing that in my words, was small, was actually pretty challenging, was meditating. And I would never meditate because I would be so distracted with so many, you know, my daughters are, are Ariel is running all over the place playing, Araya is saying, you know, saying all these different languages that we don't understand, and and TV's going, and all I'm hearing is Dora the Explorer or, or Coco Melvin, and, and my daughter's tugging me to come down and play in color, you know, all these distractions. So I'm like, I'm good on meditation right now. But I, I've learned to wake up really early in the morning when everyone is sound asleep and go take some time and, and just I go in my living room and I sometimes I'll lay on flat on the couch or I'll sit down or I'll kneel and I'll meditate. And it's, it really started for five minutes. I couldn't go above five minutes, but now I can meditate for about 20 to 25 minutes. And what did that do for me? It, it lowered my stress level. I'm a type of person, if you know me, I, I worry a lot. I think about a lot of things. A lot of things go through my mind. But it helps me to slow down to be grateful. You know, it lowers my stress levels. It helps with my patience. But most importantly, it relaxes me. And I get to connect 
with God. You know, and I always do it before I have a quiet time. I'll meditate to calm myself down and to and 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 have no distraction. And all I'm just thinking about is God. And sometimes I'll think about music or some gospel music I'll replay it in my head. I'm just I'm not thinking about anything else but God. So what does God require for us so that he can do miracles through us? When we start off small and make these small changes, changes. what are some things that, that we're doing to do that? And God, and what does God require of us so that he can do miracles through us when we make these small changes? In Matthew 17, 20, reads, He replied, because you have so little faith. Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Guess what? Jesus calls us to have faith. And even, not just faith, but small faith. Just a little faith. And before Jesus replied to his disciples what we just read here, we read that we see a father who's hurting. Because his son is hurting and he takes him to Jesus. And we know the rest of the story. And then Jesus' disciples asked them, why couldn't they do it? Why couldn't they drive this out? That's in verse 19. Because the disciples, right, they've done this before. They've healed before. But this time they couldn't do it. There's a new obstacle in their way. And when they asked Jesus this, that was his response. He said, because you have so little faith, Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. You know, this can be for us. This can be how we are spiritually. There can be new obstacles in our way that we just need to have faith. You know, God, we've probably seen God do great things in our lives, great miracles. Um, we've probably been used by God plenty of times, right, in many different ways. But now we have new obstacles in our life in different situations. And we can feel stuck at times. You know, we can feel paralyzed. And that can really stunt our growth. And as you know, life hits us and it, it, it throws different obstacles in our way, in our path. And Jesus calls us to have faith as small as a mustard seed. You know, what can be some of your obstacles? Finance, life situation, um, job, uh, relationships, uh, your marriage, children, church, much, you know, I'm sure the list can go on and on. And we can get caught up in this and we can get caught up in, in these obstacles and it could paralyze us and we can just be stuck at times. And sometimes we may not even have faith at all. And God said, you know what, I can work with just a little bit of faith. And we see the power in that. And that's how God works. And that's where I believe God works and we see God's uh, power in it. He calls us to have faith, even if it's just a little, even if it's just a little as a mustard seed and to what? And to trust in him. You know, God designed it so that the little seed has the potential to grow, as you know, thousands of times bigger, larger, and that's what faith is life. like. It is powerful. It's incredible. And God produced a lot from a little, just a little faith, you can accomplish great things. And Jesus says this, this faith can move what? Mountains. 
If I would ask you, what's the tallest mountain that comes to mind? A lot of you will probably think, uh, what's it called? Mount Everest, right? But actually, it's not. It's it's a mountain in Hawaii called uh, Maui Kia. And I don't know if I'm not pronouncing that right, uh, Reese will correct me. But it's a volcano in Hawaii. And although the peak is over about 13,000 feet high above sea level, which is less than half of the height of Mount Everest, according to National Geographic, the majority of this mountain is hidden below sea level, but it is at 33,000 feet above 4,000 feet taller than Mount Everest. So technically, this is the tallest mountain on Earth, which I thought was pretty cool because lots of times I would think Mount Everest. But there is something that's taller, but... You don't really see it because half of it is underwater. Half of it is hidden. But it's the tallest mountain in the world. And Jesus is saying, a little tiny mustard seed can move mountains. Take a look at this picture. Look how small uh, this mustard seed is, right? And look how big this mountain is. And you're, you're sitting there looking at it. And you're like, man, this is impossible. But guess what? God says it's possible. It's possible for you. So don't let the worry of life hold you back. Start small and make small changes, you know, to reach whatever goals you may have. In the beginning of the year, I asked some of the single leaders to kind of share what are some of their spiritual and life goals. And, and it's a good thing to have because you can start working towards that. And, and I believe we're about to be in the middle of the year. And if you started the year out with some spiritual and some life goals, where are you in that? And if you feel like, well, I'm stuck, start small. Start making small changes to reach those goals. Step out in faith. It may seem impossible. It might The dream might seem too big. But with God, it is possible when we step out in faith. And not just have faith, but live faith. Live it out. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. And he said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed... You can say to this mountain, move from there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. God can take something or someone that seems small and insignificant and turn it into a blessing that reaches many. It may seem small, it may seem insignificant, and it may seem like it's not moving or growing, but God, but give it up to God. Have faith and watch God makes it grow. Watch God make it grow. I want to close out here with this uh, cool thing I found, which is a Chinese bamboo tree. And basically, uh, this Chinese bamboo tree, it takes about five years to grow. But it must be watered and fertilized in the ground where it's been planted every day. So you every day, you got to water, water it and fertilize it. And it doesn't get its breakthrough until five years in the ground. Isn't that amazing? After five years... Once it breaks through the ground, it will grow 90 feet tall in five weeks. Isn't that, I mean, five years in the ground and when it hits us, when it hits us, when it breaks through and, and you start, it starts to be visible in five weeks, it grows up to 90 feet tall. That's amazing. So don't worry if you're not growing at the pace you might want right now. But just hang in there and you will grow. You never know when that big break will come. You know, when you feel like you want to give up, push through. Have faith. Start small. Do small things to add to it. They had to water and, and 
and fertilize this 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 um this bamboo tree for five years. I I mean I would have probably just given up and say, you know what, I don't know what's going on here. But imagine the patience and now it's ninety feet tall and in five weeks, from five years to five weeks. So I want to end with the start. Don't overlook or underestimate the mustard seed moments in your life. Don't overlook or underestimate the mustard seed moments in your life. God works in the, I mean, does God work in the big things as well? Absolutely. He works in the big things as well. But let's be reminded that God also works powerfully in the little things as well. And what may seem small and insignificant to us just may be what God needs to do his miracle and display, excuse me, and display his power so we can respond with a little bit of faith. I hope this message was encouraging to you. And I pray as you continue the rest of your evening, you reflect on where you're at spiritually. You reflect on the things, the small things that you need to change and, and have faith that God will, will grow it. Thank you so much for your time and your attention, and I hope you have an amazing time on your Zoom calls. Thank you. You've just listened to the Metro LA Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.